Welcome to another edition of Chapters. My name's Jim Derrick, and I'm joined in studio today by my friend, Steve Sherlock. Welcome, Steve. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for being here. This is uh, now a home for you. Uh, sort of. It's getting, getting, I, I'm not quite comfortable with the board that where you're sitting at, but I'm learning. Right. Yeah. I'm having fun learning, so that's all that matters. <laughs> well, it is your home now, and, and we're very, very happy for that. And for people that don't know Steve, uh, the purpose of today's program is to get to know Steve, and importantly, to get to know the important work that Steve's been doing, as I just learned today, for now well over 12 years here in Franklin. And I've been a benefactor of that work. I just didn't know the man behind it until uh, just a few years ago. So that work, Steve, is Franklin Matters. Franklinmatters.org. Uh, anything that really matters as far as uh, Franklin business, uh, I tend to focus on following the money. Right. Uh, borrowing that, you know, movie line from a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the... Certainly the town council, if people are familiar with the overall org, has the final say on the budget. School committee controls half the budget separately from the town council. A little bit north of that, right? A little bit north. Yeah. Yep. And the FinCom is an adjunct to the town council, and they do a lot of the preview of the budget stuff. Yeah. Um, so those are the three pieces that I primarily look at. Mm-hmm. Um, I Where the schedule allows, I will spend time with the Board of Health. Uh, Economic Development Committee, I would really like to either, uh, you know, get some additional resources. I would love to have somebody follow kind of the Zoning Board of Appeals, the Planning Board, Conservation Commission, and that cycle of meetings, if you will. Um, But I... There's only so many hours in the day. I just just can't do it all. And we're going to get to the story about why, uh, importantly, the why. The why you do this, because I think that's really important. But also, how and what it is. FranklinMatters.org. All you have to do is go on this website. And let me tell you, if you're a Franklin resident, or even if you're not and you're interested in what's going on in Franklin, everything is here that you need, in my opinion. Um, And it's interesting. You describe yourself. You're a self-described community information director, which is a title you gave yourself some time ago. and, And it really works. Franklin realistically could not afford to have a position like this. They uh, And for many years, they finally just hired a kind of a social media person to focus on marketing the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and effectively, it's split between town and school. So Anne-Marie Tracy, mm-hmm. uh, you may have met. Yes. Um, she's finally in that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, prior to that... It was me because they really didn't have anybody focusing on, and clearly in the town business, their piece is really doing the town business, doing the meeting notes, doing the meeting minutes, doing the agendas, Mm -hmm. to spend time sharing that. They they were not there. Uh, They are now finally, you know, creating with social media guidelines their own Twitter accounts, some Facebook pages, some by departments. So they are gradually getting into this social world. But, you know, it's a tough thing to do. You got to be careful in the public environment. Before we came on the air, we were talking about. Uh, the site itself, which I find to be tremendously user-friendly. You know, self-described illiterate when it comes to computers. <laughs> but honestly, it's very, very easy to use. And there's a ton of information on this. So, for instance, uh, well, and one of the beauties of this is it's quickly digestible. You can quickly get into what it is you're interested in and quickly get out 
and feel like you learn something and go on to something else. Um, so the content is is dynamic. It's always changing. Every time there's a meeting, a school committee meeting, you can follow you on Twitter. You can follow your Facebook feed. You can follow your um, the actual notes from the meeting on on uh, franklinmatters.org. And now you have a podcast, so you can actually follow that. Yeah, actually, the podcast uh, is much more public now, mm-hmm. um, but that was one of the things that I had started way back right. in the day. Right. And um, now you're linked with radio, so you're actually doing now radio. I'm, absolutely. Yeah, that's where the long-term vision is to take what I'm doing and bringing it more formally into the community cable organization. Mm-hmm. You know, Pete Fasciano, who I know you know. Yes. Um, and the, the collaboration possibilities are almost endless. It's just a matter of how much we want to do and when we're going to do it. But the long-term vision, at least in terms of... Uh, Three major channels. You got video, right? Radio, and digital text. You can watch, listen, read. Right. Exactly what that new website will look like. We'll figure out as we go. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited about. Well, you can't see Steve on radio, and if you haven't met him before, I'm going to share a secret <laughs> with you. He's more than 30 years old. <laughs> and um, and what I mean by that is that I find that this younger generation, which now encompasses the large volume of people that right. are younger than me, Steve. I'm going to be 60 this year. Yep. They can No news to anybody. They consume their their uh, information differently than they used to. Gone are the newspa- days of newspapers and magazines. Yep. And what you're doing is you're meeting people where they're at with this site. Yeah. So if you're a Twitter person, if you're a Facebook person, if you're a listener, if you're a watcher, you can find whatever appeals to you on this site in one place. And, and all you have to do is subscribe. So I want to encourage people, go to franklinmatters.org, just the way it sounds, franklinmatters.org. Importantly, hit the subscribe button where you will get subscribed to email, correct? That's a, It's a daily email. I haven't missed a day in many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it summarizes everything that was posted the prior day or that day. Mm-hmm. So you get one email a day uh, with everything that matters, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the start of the cascade, or at least a key piece of the cascade that I tend to refer to. So, yeah, you mentioned, like, I'll be at a town council meeting, school committee meeting. I'll be reporting live during the meeting, taking notes with my laptop. I'll post those out. Those will be in the uh, uh, email newsletter the next day. Mm-hmm. But then there'll be three, four, or five other posts that day with whatever's happening. And there are times that you'll tweet out from the meetings, right? Uh, it, depending upon the type of the meeting, sometimes I'll have my laptop and be taking notes longhand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll, like at an EDC meeting, uh, I'll generally just tweet out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm recording those, so I can do Twitter and just share the highlights. It'll it depends upon the nature of the meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, legislative forum, the school committee meeting had. Uh, school committee had recently. I tweeted from that. Yeah, um, I know that the debate between Representative Roy and and then uh, candidate Casey. I was interested in what was going on, and I was at another meeting, so I simply mm-hmm. went onto Twitter, and sure enough, you're tweeting, and I'm getting highlights of what's sure. going on. So yeah, some of the key questions and answers. Right, yeah. right, really, really helpful. And when you go on to FranklinMatters.org, as Steve said, town council, school committee. Zoning board you're looking for help for right now? If somebody wants to, uh, and I'll even swap. So if they're interested, they need to certainly have some capability of writing, uh, some capability of telling, retelling a story. Mm-hmm. 
and some interest in doing so and sharing mm-hmm. because you're going to be on the front line and not that it's a dangerous spot, but mm-hmm. you know, you, you got to be open to ask some questions and answer some stuff. And sure. if you're willing to do that, I'll show you the other stuff mm-hmm. behind the scenes that happens. But even if somebody wanted to take over town council, school committee and FinCom and do that side of it, that would free me up to do the zoning board, plan, uh, planning board, right. uh, con commission, and design review commission. But if they've got kind of a building design architectural bent, absolutely. I'd love to uh, have somebody cover that side because there's an awful lot of business going on there that I only get involved when it really becomes an issue. All of a sudden, people are saying, well, what's going on with this? Mm-hmm. And dependability, because as Steve said, and I can vouch for this, you don't miss days. <laughs> you don't have a sick day and built in here. You said it's been a consecutive how long? Well, I 10 or 12 years since you've missed anything? It goes back perhaps, yeah, at least, and I'll have to go back and check what day, mm-hmm. but it was probably in 2007 or 8 that I might have missed a day. Well, we'll make it for but trivia question, much. and if you can call in, call us here at the studio. <laughs> and uh, if you can stump us, we'll, you'll win, I don't know, yeah. a free Franklin Matters t-shirt. How does somebody reach out and contact you, Steve, if they are uh, interested in helping you? Absolutely. Uh, email's also on the uh, Franklin Matters page. Mm-hmm. Down on the right column, there's a column for contact. So suresteve at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, that's there. You can also, if you're on Twitter, you can reach me via DM. I'm on Facebook. You can message me on Facebook. Um, the email newsletter, you can reply back. I get conversations going in multiple channels. Right. Um, and phone. My phone number is listed on the Facebook page. So. Right. Uh, Please reach out and talk to Steve and if you are interested in volunteering. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about why Steve does this as we move forward, because I always think the why un- unleashes or, or unlocks some potentially not only good conversation, but also some reasons why this information is so valuable. So, again, franklinmatters.org. I want to remind everybody we're speaking with Steve Sherlock, the founder of of the aforementioned website. Uh, My name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find my podcast at chaptersradio.com. Steve, let's talk a little bit about how long you've been a Franklin resident and maybe why it is you do what you do. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, we came here family-wise in 1995, Mm -hmm. Uh, part of the corporate move. I was working for Unisys at the time, and they had an opportunity to uh, have me lead a project working out of Boston. And I said, uh, oh, so you're going to move me home? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do that. Because <laughs> I grew up in Rhode Island. That's right. Uh, Pawtucket. That's so right. It's not that far down the road. Yeah. And to move us back to New England yeah. from New Jersey, where you were at the time, it was like, uh, sure. <laughs> Somehow you missed out on the on the infamous and valued Rhode Island accent, which... Congratulations for missing out on it. But Well, I think having left Rhode Island when I did, yeah. spent time in Jersey, mm-hmm. they moved us to Illinois, mm-hmm. moved us back to Jersey, then moved us up here. Yep. Um, somewhere I might have gotten lost along the way, maybe in a bag mm-hmm. left somewhere. Probably. <laughs> Probably. So you find your way back to Franklin. Yes. Or to Franklin, pardon me, not back to, to Franklin. Franklin. yep. So my daughters were in the second grade, fourth grade at the time. My wife was still at home. She had been a teacher. And as the kids got older, she started getting involved in the schools, uh, you know, the uh, mother visiting into the classrooms. And then she started subbing and then she got a full time position. She spent 20 plus years teaching kindergarten at Oak Street. Right. And you recently retired. 
I recently retired, absolutely. So yes. uh, when you launched this website, you weren't close to retiring. And, no. and I'm trying to imagine a busy dad with the demands that you had financially and, and mm-hmm. physically to get back and forth to work and um, maintaining a household. Uh, it puts pressure on you. That's enough for a lot of people. Yeah. What is it that drove you to want to do this? Something yeah. had to be driving yeah. it. So it was in, I've, I've been online, I think, since 2003 or four, um, blocking on my, my own, stevestwocent.blogspot.com. Um, and in 2006, so my youngest daughter, Carolyn, was just get, approaching graduation. My oldest had already graduated from Franklin High. There was less need for me to come home and help with homework. My wife was very busy with her stuff. Um, we had divvied up chores. So I started been hearing about you know the budget issues. We knew, at least via the school fees, the fees had been introduced and then started getting raised. So instead of just running for nothing, now you had to pay to run mm-hmm. track and cross country, which my daughters were participating in. Um, and then it was going to go up, pr- proposed as another increase. My wife was... Uh, coming back from school and saying they're cutting this, they're cutting this, mm-hmm. and this was in that 2006 period. So I started going to meetings. So I got, now I've got some time, let me go find out. So I'd go sit at a town council, school committee meeting. It's a two to three hour meeting. I'd read the paper the next day and, you know, nice article, but I realized, well, that's fine, but that's five minutes of the conversation mm-hmm. from the two hour or three hour meeting. Uh, did some research. Cable at the time was broadcasting it, but at the time as well, they would make a DVD, right. or CD, right. and deliver it to the library <laughs> six months later. Right. So in right. terms of timely info, no, it wasn't. There was no live cable feed. There was like not. There was no, nothing. No, yeah. nothing. Clearly, it was the you know the Comcast or Verizon broadcast, so you were on the cable network, but there was no replay. Other than get the DVD, uh, CD, you know, six months later from the library. At the time, it's irrelevant at that point. Right. So I'd been online internationally. I had internet friends, people that I still haven't seen in Hawaii and other places around the world. And one of my friends in Hawaii posted and said, there's just going to be this PodCamp Boston in 2006. And I said, wait a minute, PodCamp in Boston. It's a free event, and it's talking about blogging and podcasting and all this kind of stuff. I'm there. Something you weren't into yet. I I was blogging. Steve's two cents, but you weren't in this Franklin Matters, so this is all new territory. <clears throat> I had started doing some of the reporting mm-hmm. as part of the threads on Steve's two cents, mm-hmm. right? Because I was sharing what I was learning. And clearly, those if people were following Franklin on Steve's two cents, they could find that info. Um, but at least I could find now. So I went to PodCamp Boston, came away with a couple of things. One of them was the in- inspiration to do three blo- three podcasts. So I did Passionate Runner because at the time I was also coaching and running right, and right. doing that. I was doing my father's story, so Jerry Sherlock's story. Right. Captured a whole bunch of that. And then Franklin Matters. Mm-hmm. So it also told me that, you know, I could— with my laptop, and I would, professionally, I was a project manager at, for a number of periods. I would have my laptop in a meeting. We'd have a meeting in the conference room. I would be taking notes on the laptop, and would as people left the meeting, I would send out the notes, right, so that you <laughs> knew what your actions were yeah. and in time to come back for the next meeting. Uh-huh. So 
that's I can take notes during these meetings, whether it's town council, school committee, and then post them to the web and have an archive of this is what happened, this is what so-and-so said, this is what was passed. All I needed was a modem. I had a laptop, and I had the time. So I would go to the meetings, take notes. I also had another earlier device. This is probably my third or fourth recording device. Yeah. So I just took the recording device, positioned it, so I audio recorded the meeting. And they're public meetings, so And they're public they're meetings. Yeah. I could do so. Um, the open meeting law later, jumping ahead a little bit, and I now need to declare that the meeting is being recorded, so the chair announces that, but that's all proper. Part and parcel, yeah. Part and parcel, due diligence. So the early Franklin Matters podcasts were snippets, you know, 10 minutes here, five minutes here, of particular sections of the different meetings. Right. Right? I would have had the whole piece, but rather than putting out the two hours, I didn't think anybody really wanted to listen to the full two hours. So uh -huh. I gave them this vote on this piece or this vote on that piece and chunked it out that way. Um, things evolved over time. During 2007, I was spending a lot more time, and Steve's two cents was getting that busy, um, because 2007 was the year of the override. Right. The only operational override to its history that a Franklin has ever passed. There's been a number of failures. They have successfully passed what they call a debt exclusion, right. which is primarily for buildings. So we'll build high schools, other school facilities. Those generally pass. There have been times where those have failed as well, but they've generally been ultimately successful. We like buildings. You can point at them. You can feel them. You can touch them, walk well, in them. Well, the other piece financially, realistically, yeah. yep. the building is there and the funding is for the 20 years. Right. So after the 20 years, that funding goes away. Right. Then the, the rate drops because right. that percent drops out of it. Yep. The concern with the operational piece is it once goes in, it's there forever. Yep. That doesn't yeah, drop forever out. Forever like luggage. <laughs> <laughs> And I understand, I'm a rate pay, I'm a taxpayer as well. I, I know what that is. And I appreciate, especially now that I'm also a senior, have retired. Right. Fixed income limited, status. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's income. You got to balance your budget. Totally understand that. Totally understand that. So that's a lot of technically of how you did it, which is amazing. I mean, you realize. Literally, I have the capability of doing this at a business meeting. And so you just transfer that skill set right over. here to Franklin. Right. Why? Why? What would drive you to want to be a reporter for the citizens of the community? Well, 2007 clearly was the passion for uh, the, or the real drive. I knew the education my kids were getting, and they were budget-cutting. In 2005 and 2006, the early cuts came. In 2007, because the override was successful, those cuts did not happen. Mm -hmm. But the budget cuts, budget issues did not go away. Mm -hmm. 2008, 2009, 2010, they continued to go. The education kids are getting since that time and getting today is not the same education opportunity that my daughters got. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, they're successful today in making their way today. I hope that the education we are providing our kids today still will make them successful, but there's deficits to the extent that there are programs, whether it's foreign language, counselors. There are other significant pieces that were taken out of the budget. They're not in the budget. They're not in the schools today. I think that's a concern. Sure. And that, by creating the awareness, 
right, creating the uh, knowledge around, okay, this is, these are the choices we can make. This is how much it's going to cost for this. This is how much it's going to cost for this. And, oh, by the way, those aren't funny numbers. Right. <laughs> They're real numbers. Right. You can dr- drill down and figure out. Um, and here's the impact. And here's the impact. This is what's going to happen. I remind everybody, we're speaking with Steve Sherlock. Steve is the founder, creator, a journalist that is behind franklinmatters.org. My name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find my podcast at chaptersradio.com. And Steve, not to leave this, because I think it's too easy to gloss this over. It could be. And I don't want to run that risk. Because I'm looking at somebody who has said information is power. Mm-hmm. I want to get this information out to people. I, my, my compensation for this is an informed electorate. My compensation for this isn't important. My compensation, in other words, the, your driving force behind this was to improve the quality of and quantity of information that people had at their disposal so that the informed electorate they could then make better decisions for the future of this community. Did I capture that? Absolutely. You you hit you hit it. Absolutely. With all due respect, the New- Milford Daily newspaper reporters yeah. have changed a number of times during my tenure, mm-hmm. and it's rare. I think I actually observed via remote reporting. Clearly, she was not in the room with me, but she did an article based upon what she was seeing on the video feed. Um, because there haven't been reporters in the rooms with me for the last several years. Right, right. <laughs> And they used to be there on a regular basis. So I truly am fulfilling that need because you're not getting that news anywhere else. You can't. Nobody else is doing it. You know, higher quality out of TMZ on entertainment news <laughs> than you are out of, out of your own town here where critical right. life and death right. decisions are made about the services that we consume every day. Right. I just find it very compelling that someone would say, and you talk about public service, and, and, and it's part of a deeper conversation that we started yesterday. It's about that notion that we, uh, what is our role in a community? What is the role that we play? What role can we play? And how importantly do, do those of us that are involved with the community like you are elevate those roles and make them attractive to people so that they'll want to fulfill them? Right. I, I think it's really important because this whole notion that, first of all, retirement, I'm coming of retirement age and I've never wanted to be busier in my life. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a there's a unfortunately a warehousing of talent that happens when people go off into the retirement matrix, you know, mm-hmm. and, and start playing that role that there's too much talent getting getting shelved away and not being utilized. But it is up to us, all of us in a community to provide a platform that's accessible to people that are going to want to be involved in public service. So that's a long-winded way of saying this is very much a public service fulfillment that you're doing here. Absolutely. And and how do we make this more appealing to people in the community that want that that how do we attract people to public service? Yeah, and I think the the win-win is ultimately when they see the need and recognize the value of the information that they're receiving. You know, I, I don't always get and I don't I, I, I pay attention to my numbers, but I'm not watching for my numbers in terms of how many hits on the pages. Right. Et right. I'm not generating ad revenue. That's not my goal. My goal is to make sure that it's accurate info. So when I see somebody and we were on even on the SNET 
trail walk the other day. We were walking along, having a conversation with some other Franklin residents, and I forget exactly how it came about, but then she turned and said, so you're the guy? Yeah. <laughs> he had the same reaction when he met you. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's somewhat deliberate. I am not a showcase. I'm not a showman. Right. It's right. not me. Right. It's deliberate. My original blog, if you remember, was Steve's Two Cents because yeah. I had my two cents. Mm-hmm. I could share that. But this is Franklin Matters. It's not about me. This is Franklin this is what matters. And what I was trying to do is at least make the information accessible to those who want it. And we can talk audience. There's clearly an audience that if you're in the schools, you've got school children, school age children via youth sports, indoor schools, there's a vehicle to find a whole bunch of information. If you're at the senior center, there's a whole, there's a methodology, there's a whole information streams to reach the senior center. But the other, the kind of the silent majority, an old term, double income, no kids, right? Yeah. They, right, they're right. commuters. They come in, they go out, they work. If their trash isn't picked up or the snow, road's not paved, those are the only occasions they really have something where the town touches them directly and it requires a response back. Then they pick up the phone and say, hey... Uh, road's not paved, trash's not picked up. Why? Mm-hmm. And I understand that case because for some period, I was the same way. Sure. So, you know, as the life goes along, you got the young kids and you got the older, the kids are getting older and then the kids are out of the house. Find a way to do something. And I know a lot of parents are already with the kids because I spent time on the youth soccer board. I spent time volunteering with you know, all the teams my kids were on, right? You, you were a coach, you, yeah. Coaching, you yeah. do that. Yeah. And, and lots of people do. But then after the kids, you know, go on to something else, then what else do you do? Mm-hmm. We need to make it easy for people to come in. And even if it's an hour a week, even if it's an hour a month, do something to, to share in some way to help make us all better. That that sense of commonwealth, I mean, we are the commonwealth of Massachusetts. We've got to get back there somehow. I want to remind everybody we are speaking with Steve Sherlock. Steve Sherlock of Franklin Matters. Go to his website, franklinmatters.org. Sign up for his email newsletter, which you can subscribe to right on the website. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and on Facebook for all the news that is in Franklin and all the news that matters here in Franklin. My name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find my podcast at chaptersradio.com. Steve, one of the projects that you're working on right now or starting to work on that I find fascinating is your endeavor to pull together the nonprofit sector. That that, that yes. uh, something that I'm involved with through the Safe Coalition, but um, I have recognized uh, that uh, in my talks with the Franklin Food Pantry that my fear is that we are splintered and, fra- and and kind of siloed off from each other, Us, those of us providing uh, service to the public in the nonprofit sector. And wouldn't it be a great world to have uh, us all talk together so that when somebody walks into the Safe Coalition and needs help with addiction-related services and I find that they're hungry, I can then quickly get them to the food pantry. Right. Or if they need mass health benefits, I can quickly get them to someone that, that, that services that. And one of your goals is to do just that. It's to pull together a coalition of coalitions. Yes, indeed. Uh, folks in Franklin are probably aware that the Franklin Downtown Partnership, and people may be pluses or minus about it. I understand their points of view, but at least it's an association of businesses that are trying to do better for Franklin. Mm-hmm. 
there's now the cultural district. So that's a grouping of folks and organizations trying to improve the cultural events and performing, performing arts, the whole spectrum. And there's a group of organizations that are now coming together around that. But there's this other group, nonprofits, that in many cases spans the services, right. spans the performances, uh, and they don't have a forum. Right. And to your point, yes, we need to, just bringing them together. Yep. Just let the synergy happen. Exactly. Because if they at least know that somebody else is here and, oh, you're doing that and you're doing this and I'm doing this, then maybe there's some coordination, collaboration, coordination that can go on. You know, referrals would become easier. It's exactly the, right. And also on the, on the operations side of things, there's grant money. Um, and there's fundraisers, and there's all types of ways that we work to survive. Yeah. Most of those are, su are supported by uh, your ability to report on metrics, and some of those metrics have cross uh, cross pollinate each other because different agencies have a right. way of tracking right. one metric and another, right. and you get a better flavor for what's going on in your whole community. And really, to look at it holistically, we need to look at the entire landscape so that we're not just handling, say, addiction in one corner, but not addressing the homelessness in another, and and right. on and on and on. And so I love uh, this idea. I, I couldn't support it more. I actually get uh, get excited talking about it. I was down in Florida, down in Bradenton, Florida, about two years ago, and my dad took me over to um, a place, and it's in a state representative's name. I've forgotten the name, but it's in Bradenton, which is a city, mm -hmm. small city, but a city, and takes me over to uh, the One Stop Social Service Agency. It was some, Jerry Gasparillo One Stop. Okay. And I walk into this building, and under that roof, it had every single service you could imagine, including free dental work, should you qualify, right. including the ability to meet with a physician, every single service you could imagine. I thought, what a concept. Right. We can do that out here in this day and age. I mean, we're all connected with the yeah. Internet and everything else. Yeah. We can make a virtual one-stop yeah. if we can just follow the model that you're laying out. Yeah. I that's, think it's a that's, great idea. Yeah, it, 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 will, it won't happen over... <coughs> Unfortunately, it won't happen overnight, but once we bring the people together, the synergies yeah. and the possibilities, that will happen yeah. by nature. Yeah. Um, one of the key pieces that uh, every nonprofit faces some similar problems. Yes. Transition from one to another as people come in, volunteer, their life changes. Right. You know, people leave. Having that kind of a transition plan, developmental plan, board of body of books, uh, governance material. Mm -hmm. There are certain groups clearly, from my own knowledge in Franklin, that are well-established. Some groups are struggling to try and get off the street, get off the feet, to really yeah. stand up and yeah. do their own. Let's share on some of those items. Exactly. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Somebody's already figured that out. Uh, I'm, I'm looking, uh, I'm, uh, the Safe Coalition is looking to hire an executive director right now, mm -hmm. and I need a contract. Sure. Some of that stuff's just universal. I Absolutely. mean, Franklin Food Pantry has a contract with their executive director. If right. we have that synergy, some of just Absolutely. the business operations. Yep. Uh, and let's face it, our operating budgets are, are our biggest challenge as a nonprofit. It's to keep that as skinny as possible sure. so we can uh, deliver the maximum services to people. The shorter period of time I have to search for something like a contract and I can work with other people mm -hmm. on a business level, the more service I can bring right. to people more um, efficiently. So yeah. uh, what a great idea. Steve, there is a ton of places for people to plug in. Uh, you mentioned an hour a week, 
You want to do 20 hours a week. You want to do 100 hours a week. There's mm-hmm. a place for you to plug in in Somewhere. every different sector. What are some examples of um, work that people could do uh, on a volunteer basis for the community? Yeah, aside from the safe, which you can talk to, um, I know the food pantry has some opportunities from time to time. I just saw a Facebook post around uh, uh, opportunities to do. I think they were picking up on the uh, – uh, kindness, you know, acts of kindness, random acts of kindness. Yes. So the, in that post, uh, if I recall correctly, it had, for example, one of the key pieces that the clients or the users of the food pantry need on a regular basis that aren't covered by SNAP benefits. Yep. Paper goods. Right. Toilet paper. Toiletries. Tissues. You know, feminine products. Right. Things of uh, simple. So, uh, for example, you could set up an Amazon account, Amazon Smile. Just send them a, you know, a, a bushel, a basket, or whatever, a, some order quantity. Have it delivered to the food pantry a month. A, a few seconds of your time, right. your credit card, right. and then now you know that you've given something tangible to the food pantry that they can use it on a regular basis. Sure. That's an example. Right. Clearly, there's a number of the youth organizations, uh, the senior center has that entire population. Um, and senior is not just 65 and older. It's 50 and older that right. are serviced by the senior center. Right. And there are services in the senior center, the more I'm learning, that actually go across the community, period. There's no age gap. Uh, because when they're servicing, for example, the uh, grandparents raising children, yes, yes. That, there's no Great example. Captain. Great example. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and then there's a, dozens of other ways to plug in with different organizations or even at the town, right? I yes. mean, there's municipal work to be done. <clears throat> we were talking a little bit about this yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. And all of the, almost all of the positions, town council, school committee, board, planning board, zoning board, those are all volunteer positions. Right. Clearly, some of them are more technical than others. So if you're going to be on, say, the Zoning Board of Appeals, you'd really have to have something in, whether it's a design or a construction or, you know, something in that nature. Right. But other than some of those minimal requirements, everything else is volunteer. So just raise your hand, say, this is what I can do. And if there's not a position open immediately— there may be at some point in time, life happens to all of us. Right. So there may be seven people on the board, and then in the course of the year, one or two have to step aside for a variety of reasons, then you'll be ready and you can go. And each one of those bodies spawns committees. Yes. And they need help. Yes. They need talent. So Correct. Um, I can tell you, Steve, just as a, a personal testimonial, I was concerned when I lost my uh, career back, um, oh, gosh, no, I, I'm 59, so almost Gosh, it's 12 years ago uh, when I stopped working, and I was very, very concerned um, that I was going to have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's now laughable, right? But I will tell you that the benefit, the benefits that I get from being active in the community so far outweigh any amount of work that I've done or any contribution. Right. <clears throat> I can't, I couldn't imagine not doing what I'm doing right now on a volunteer basis. And that includes the work here at Franklin TV, um, which I thoroughly enjoy. That includes my work with the Safe Coalition. Anywhere that I can get engaged, and I'll tell you, the benefit is this. I I am surrounded by people like you, Mm -hmm. and I include you in that company. Someone who I can... We are birds of a feather tend to flock together. You find yourself around people that are energized, they're excited, 
Uh, they're leaning into life, not mm-hmm. shrinking away from it. Sure. They are civic minded and community and uh, community minded. Frankly, they're just people I want to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that's what I was going to get. I'd be lying to you if I told you that's what I, I was just looking to fill some time and, yeah. and had no idea what I was getting into. Um, it has been, without a doubt, this has become beyond question the most rewarding period of time I've ever spent, professionally or otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm. I'm my paycheck is earned every. It sounds corny, but I'm not. I'm not alone, no, here, right? No, the the reward in giving, right, is much more than you get. Uh, no, as long as you've got your, you know, living within your realm, whatever you determine your realm to be, yeah, you know, living within that sweet spot, right, feeding that spot, yeah. feeding, whether it's giving to get, etc. Um, re, re, answering your own passion. So you've got chapters, you've got safe, you've got the blues. I mean, you, you've you've got your pieces. <laughs> Which is a right show, there. not my. <laughs> I'm a happy blues guy. <laughs> happy blues guy. <laughs> yeah. But but that's one of the things that yeah. comes out of music. Yeah. Right. 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 Even if I it's the, even if it's the deepest blues. Right. You end up happy. Right. You're 100% <laughs> right. And it's a passion. I want to take a minute to remind everybody we are speaking with Steve Sherlock. Steve is the creator and the journalist behind franklinmatters.org. franklinmatters.org is a website that you can go to and get all of the information you need on what's happening right here in town. I highly recommend you subscribe to the uh, email newsletter, which you get every day in your inbox. Uh, You can find that subscription at franklinmatters.org. Also, subscribe to the Twitter feed and like the Facebook page. My name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find my podcast at chaptersradio.com. You were so kind to come and cover the Safe Coalition event. And one of the things I want people to know about Steve is that he is truly a journalist. So when he shows up, you're not showing, and I didn't know this, but it's obvious when you read your content, you're showing up as an independent, neutral source. Mm -hmm. You're not here to stake your, your claim as to I know what's right proposition two and a half down up override up down you are there to report yeah clearly i have my own personal opinions i tried not to let those show some may from time to time i sorry i try as my best but i try to give you in the old from an old tv show these are just the facts just the facts ma'am and and you came out to the safe coalition event you provided audio for that which i really treasure because it was a very emotional night um we uh, we we said a lot and did a lot, but as you know, when you're working on one of those things, you lose it. And so to have that institutionalized mm-hmm. is so helpful. Right. And then I have a lot of friends that weren't there, and I was able to send that to Absolutely. family, and they feel like they were there. And I think it was newsworthy. And 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 that's just one example. If you want to listen to a town meeting, uh, if you want to listen to any of the other school committee uh, things that Steve covers, you've got the ready, available, and accurate record of what happened. As Steve said, just the facts. So go on to franklinmatters.org, subscribe to the email newsletter, and check back on that site regularly. Get on the Twitter feed, get on the Facebook, and uh, email with the subscription. Do you have an Instagram? I do Instagram. I tend to do it while I'm walking around. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so it's intermittent. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't spent a whole lot of time there, but... What I what I find there, just reporting by walking around, yeah. shows up in the other places. So Excellent. You don't have to do them all. You yeah. can pick one, whatever yeah. you're comfortable with, 
you'll eventually the ult, ultimate piece clearly is the either the website, the RSS feed, or the email newsletter. That gets you everything. You're meeting people where they're at. That's what I try to do. I mean, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. And you're a staff of, I'm looking at the staff. <laughs> staff of one. I do have a hundred or so folks who send me stuff. Good. You know, we even had a call today. Hey, can we post this? How do we do it? Just send me the info. We'll set it up. Importantly, Steve, uh, your radio show is on at WFPR 102.9 station you're listening to right now. And when is it? Uh, Wednesdays, I believe the schedule is nine. Uh, no, it's 11 o'clock, two o'clock and eight o'clock on Wednesdays. Great. And check your local listings right here at Franklin TV. Listen to Steve. And importantly, get to meet Steve. Um, you're out and about now that you're retired. Yes. You're always at the festivals or town events. Um, ask somebody to introduce you to him. Uh, I'll tell you what, you won't be disappointed. And on the behalf of the community, Steve, I want to thank you for being the journalist that I know that I've consumed all of my Franklin news for, for <laughs> since I've been aware of this site. Mm -hmm. And um uh, I know that you're going to, I wish you continued success and we're going to do great things together. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, you're, you're the reason I provide it out because if you and the others, and there's a whole bunch of others, didn't do what you did, I wouldn't have anything to report on. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so it's a nice synergy piece. <laughs> for my guest, Steve Sherlock, my name's Jim Derrick saying thanks for listening to Chapters and we will see you next week.